Hey Indoor Cycle Instructor Pro members, I'm very excited to present to you our latest audio profile. Hi and welcome to another Indoor Cycle Instructor Pro audio profile. I'm John McGowan and joining me today is Master Instructor Jim Karanis with Team ICG. How are you, Jim? I'm doing great, John. Good to be here. Well, it's fun to have you back. You have a new audio profile that you're calling Timing and Cadence. It, it's one of my, one of my um, favorite profiles that, um, you know, that I like to do on a repeat basis because it, it, uh, it focuses on one of the basic elements of cycling and indoor cycling that is, uh, that is really critical towards getting a person to actually feel a sense of flow and feel a sense of forward motion on the bicycle. You know, it's a basic, really basic mechanical practice, but it has um, far-reaching implications in terms of how a person begins to actually appreciate riding a bike. Um, so I do it frequently, and I'm, you know, once a quarter, once every couple of months. And everybody that I, that you know, that everybody that I train recognizes that uh, I always bring this training up because no matter how many times you do it, you can always do it better. And you never really want to get away from practicing the basics of uh, technique on the bicycle. And I think that cadence is one of those elements that you, you, you want to continue to perfect. Your ability to maintain cadence and understand the cadence is something you want to continue to perfect. Let's roll into your profile description. I started to get the idea to do this, this kind of work and these kind of profiles. When I started to understand a little bit more about what having good timing meant... And uh, the timing is, uh, is something that I've thought a great deal about, and as I tend to do with, with a lot of things that have a training connotation. Um, you know, when somebody has good timing, when you say hey, that person has really excellent timing, you recognize it in a lot of different ways. You can be in a conversation with another person. Someone who has excellent timing is someone who can say certain things at just the right time in the flow of the conversation so that it's additive so that the, you know, the feeling of the conversation is uh, much greater than somebody who doesn't have good timing. And you all know, I mean, you've all spoken to people that have really terrible timing when it comes to conversation. They say things at the wrong time. They say it with the wrong tone and the conversation doesn't really go uh, very smoothly. Riding a bike is exactly the same thing. Riding a bike is understanding how to interact with the environment that you're riding in. And if you road ride a lot or you road ride for long distances, you understand that having good timing on the bike is really being able, being able to interact with what you perceive is going on, with what your reality is at that time, so that you can um, flow with it. Okay? The road is the road. Okay? And at times, it's going to come at you in ways that are unpredictable. How you ride the bike depends largely on your sense of timing and how you make subtle adjustments necessary to maximize your sense of ease. If I'm not getting a little too far off into you know, some of the esoteric aspects of, of, of riding a bicycle. The thing is, is that when you ride a bike, exhilaration results when you experience effortless power. Anybody who's ridden a bike has at times felt effortless power. People have actually even felt effortless power on indoor cycles. All of a sudden, you feel as if, wow, I am putting out a tremendous amount of effort. This bike is going really fast. And even though your heart rate might be extremely high, it doesn't matter. It still feels effortless. There's a huge exhilaration that goes with it. 
what I've realized is through my own practice is that effortless power is really just a result of good timing. So when a novice rides the bike, okay, they're unsure of what gear to use. Okay, and they're going to, at times they're going to fight the bike and they're going to fight the road. And so when I'm helping a novice on the bicycle, I'm usually riding behind them. And very often I'm saying gear shift on the right, you know, gear shift on the left. I'm actually telling them and coaching them on how to shift their gears and how to improve their selection of gears so that they're able to move more effortlessly down the road. Because to begin with, you recognize that they have no sense of it. The gear is wrong, the cadence is wrong for the terrain, and they're fighting the bike. And if you do this enough, okay, that coaching, eventually what happens is this, this, this shifting of gears, like anybody that knows that rides a bike, it's the shifting of gears becomes rather intuitive. And you just shift with, with, you know, you shift with regard to how the road is coming at you. In many cases, you'll even shift based on what you see coming up. You know, it has to be, it, it, might, be, it might be what you're feeling, but it also might be what you're seeing. And as you develop this ability to um, change the level of resistance and alter your cadence, you start to sense flow, okay? And flow is that feeling of simplicity, okay? You have no sense of difficulty whatsoever. The bike rolls over the terrain seamlessly. It's like a dream. That's why riding a bicycle is so special to me because it is where I can really feel this sensation more than any place else that I've ever felt it. The thing is, is now developing a sense of timing begins through basic exercises. It's exactly the same as playing a musical instrument. When you start to play a musical instrument, you begin with very basic, simple exercises that improve your ability to sense timing so that you can make really subtle adjustments in how you are playing the instrument, how long you hang with a note, how long you pause in between notes at times, so the music has this very soulful and uh, this very soulful and powerful impact. Okay, cadence is nothing more than how fast you pedal, and cadence is one of the most basic exercises that you work with on a bicycle to improve and develop your sense of timing. Okay, cadence is your RPM. It makes you more efficient. It improves your technique. It helps you use a wider array of muscles, but it also enhances your presence when training and develops your timing. It's a very basic mechanical practice that requires patience and discipline, but it's eventually going to help lift you and your riding of a bicycle, even an indoor cycle, to a level of artistry. So it's, you know, when, I'm, when I think about it and I tell people to why we're going through this cadence ladder for the 800th time, it's because that's what a musician does. A musician never stops playing scales. They never stop practicing some of the basics. So they realize that just how important Developing that, that basic sense of technique, that basic mechanical practice is to them feeling or then becoming more and more of an artist. Focus has got to be jointly placed on maintaining specific cadences and pedaling smoothly while resistance is increased through a continuous progression, a ramp or a ladder. Okay, so what you're going to do in this profile is we're going to settle you into a cadence that you're going to maintain for 10 minutes. And then throughout that cadence or throughout that 10 minutes, you've got to bring the resistance up every two minutes and you have to maintain the cadence. Okay, that's basically the training, and you do it at four different cadences. That's all it is. Okay, the goal is to train the cardiovascular system to work in concert with your motor learning ability. Each cadence is going to provide a different biomechanical experience. Okay, your cardiovascular system needs to become accustomed to each cadence. This is achieved through increasing resistance and maintaining your RPM. So the class format is really very simple. Five minutes of warm-up, 10-minute cadence ladder to finish your warm-up, 
10 minutes at 120 RPMs, increasing resistance every two minutes. And then you repeat that same ladder, that same resistance ladder for 10 minutes at 100 RPMs, 10 minutes at 80 RPMs, and then 10 minutes at 60 RPMs. And then you do a five minute cool down. Okay. You want to basically take the resistance down at the beginning of each ladder and then build it up so that your heart rate builds to a significant cardiovascular level, but you're never really maxing your effort because if you really max your effort, it's going to distract you too much from maintaining your cadence and you're going to start to fall apart. And you don't ever want to work so hard that you're falling apart, but you should be able to work fairly hard in this, in this workout, get a good cardiovascular training. But the main aspect of it is to develop your sense of cadence. Okay. So the objective is to uh, improve the student's ability to maintain a specific cadence while increasing the resistance. Very simple. Okay. It seems simple, but the awareness level of the student will be severely challenged, especially as the difficulty increases. And you'll see students begin to alter their cadence and not maintain a specific RPM as you're making it harder because they're losing attentiveness to what they're actually trying to do, which is improve their ability to maintain a cadence. Okay. So a uh, computer on the bike will help, but it's not necessary. Okay, I really, recommend, I really recommend using the music structure to provide a metronome to which the students can match their pedal stroke speed. Okay, the reason is that if you're looking at a number on a computer, it's going to help to a degree. But if you're matching your pedal stroke to a musical rhythm, the effect is going to be ergogenic. Ergogenic simply means performance enhancing. So people are actually going to work harder to maintain the cadence with increased resistance if they're working with the musical rhythm than if they're looking at a number on a computer. Okay. It can be a very strenuous profile, but it also can be easily modified to an endurance workout for those who don't want to work hard this day. So let's discuss the warm-up. Okay, the warm-up doesn't need to be aggressive. The training is going to provide a good cardiovascular training, but the ability to sense timing to be aware of subtle changes in pedaling speed will diminish as the student approaches a max level of effort. Okay, so to begin with, I recommend soft pedaling for five minutes at 100 RPMs, emphasizing matching the pedal stroke to the music selection. Okay, now, this is trickier than it seems. Matching a pedal stroke to a musical rhythm is easy with climbing cadences and uh, increased resistance. It's very easy if you're standing up, except for this, this particular profile, you're going to be sitting down just about the entire time. Okay, there's an tendency as the resistance goes up to increase effort and master the downstroke to match the downbeat of the music. So you see a lot of people when they're matching their pedal stroke to musical rhythm, they're typically really, really emphasizing the downstroke because they're looking for a downbeat. However, at a higher cadence, particularly during warm-up, when you're emphasizing smooth pedaling, this is not so easy because of the circular aspect of the pedal stroke. If you're trying to turn a circle, <clears throat> there's no place to push or emphasize the downbeat. So you have to pick a point in the pedal stroke as your point of reference for however you are hearing and counting the music. Okay, this requires greater attention and awareness as, as your timing is going to repeatedly drift. And you'll see this in the students. You'll see their cadence will drift up and they will drift down. You'll see it even in yourself. This is all a result of not very good timing. This is what you're working on to improve your ability to sense a cadence and to maintain it without variance. Okay, so after you pedal smooth for five minutes, can you get people to try to really tune into what they're doing? Then you begin a cadence ladder. Okay, now the cadence ladder is going to fundamentally finish the warm-up, 
but it's also an exercise that helps develop timing and a better control of your cadence overall. As I said earlier, as I said earlier, cadence ladder is a cyclist interpretation for musical scale. So what I want you to do is I usually say to I usually say get a 10 minute piece of music that's set at 80 RPMs. Okay, and then do two minutes at 80 RPMs, and then two minutes at 90, then two minutes at 100, then two minutes at 110, and then two minutes at 120. Now, here's where a computer is actually helpful, because you're not going to change the song every two minutes. I really recommend using a single piece of music that enables the student to start at 80 RPMs and match their cadence to that rhythm. Then they're going to need to increase their cadence every two minutes, independent of the music. Okay, this can either be done through a cadence monitor on a computer, or you can actually do cadence checks. If you want to do cadence checks, what you do is you get them to count pedal strokes for a 15-second interval. 20 pedal strokes will give them 80 RPMs. 20 to 22, 22 to 23 will give them 90. 25 will be at 100. 27 to 28 is 110. And finally, 30 pedal strokes in 15 seconds is 120 RPMs. So the idea behind this cadence ladder is even though they're gradually increasing the cadence every two minutes, okay, they can adjust the resistance however they want, but basically you want their heart rate to go up as they go through this cadence ladder. Okay, so the profile is we're into the warm-up, you're settling, you're centering the ride and providing an overview of the ride objectives. You might say things like roll your legs with little to no resistance on the bike. Okay, in this five, in this first five minutes. We're going to develop your timing and ability to maintain a steady cadence. This is crucial um, to effective cycling as a better sense of timing is going to enable you to feel more fluid on the bike and enhance your sense of flow while riding. Flow is your sense of effortlessness. It's when you feel like you're flying on the bike. Even without forward motion, you will sense it. If your studio is equipped with a MyRide Plus and you're able to see forward motion video, you're going to sense it even more. Turn the pedals over at 100 RPMs. I want you to match your music to the cadence. I want you to match your cadence, I'm sorry. I want you to match your cadence to the music. If you're having trouble hearing the beat or matching the circular motion to the beat, follow the speed of my legs or use your computer. The key to developing improved timing and a more consistent cadence is simple. Okay, it's the cadence ladder. It's training yourself to ride at a variety of cadences for set periods of time while increasing the resistance drawing your attention to having to maintain the desired cadence, either through matching your pedal stroke to the beat of the music or through a bike computer. Okay, we're going to emphasize matching your pedal stroke to the beat of music because music is ergogenic. That means it just enhances performance. You're going to feel better and stronger when you're working with a musical beat. Also, the musical structure is going to function as a metronome. It's going to keep your timing true to the desired cadence. There are times that we will use a computer and or a cadence check. Okay, now that we're through that first five minutes, we're going to get into your warm-up cadence ladder, which is 10 minutes long. Okay, it's going to go from 80 to 100 RP 120 RPMs. I want you to build your heart rate as we go through this cadence ladder. We'll start at 80 RPM with moderate resistance. You adjust the resistance down as we spin faster, but I want you to make sure that your heart rate continues to climb. So we're starting at the low end of the cadence ladder because I want you to practice good pedaling technique, which is easier when the cadence is a bit slower. 80 RPM is a typical road riding cadence for a big year on a flat road or an easy climb. So match your pedaling speed to the beat of the music. Now increase the cadence to 90 RPMs after two minutes. 
Now you want to feel as if you're getting ahead of the music. You can look at your computer. Alternatively, I'm going to do a cadence check. And that would be something like, I want you to count the number of revolutions of one, like in 15 seconds. And I need that number to be 22 or 23. Get ready to count, count. That's how you do a cadence check. Now your heart rate should have gone up a bit when you jumped up to 90 RPM. If it has, then make sure that your resistance setting enables you to bring the cadence up, but also makes your heart rate go up. We're not looking for a lot of intensity right now. Just get yourself to a mid-aerobic heart rate by the end of this 10-minute ladder. Okay, now let's bring, the resist- let's bring the cadence up to 100. Now what you feel is if you're spinning. Your heart rate should be higher, but the resistance should not be impeding your ability to spin your legs. Make the necessary adjustments. Let's take it to 110. Heart rate should be getting up there. Commit to the cadence. Okay, now keep pedaling smooth and take it up to 120. Now, if you start to lose form or bounce in the saddle, I want you to try something. The bouncing is occurring because you can't stay ahead of the movement. The speed of the pedals is applying too much pressure to the bottoms of your feet and lifting you out of the saddle. That's why you're bouncing up and down. So this is what you need to work on. Lighten the sensation of your feet applying pressure to the pedals. Try not to feel the pedals with the bottoms of your feet. Keep the pressure light and you're going to immediately feel the ability to spin faster cadences more smoothly. Okay, now that you've gotten through that 10 minute ladder, now it's ready to start working those resistance ladder for a specific cadence. So our first resistance ladder is gonna be done at 120 RPMs. So we get going and you have to keep in mind that this is not going to be easy, but you put on your next song and it's queued at 120 RPMs. So you might say something like, here we go. Bring your cadence back up to 120 RPM. I want you to match the beat of the music or look at your computer. The key now is to remember that maintaining 120 RPM is paramount. It's the most important aspect of the training. There is a likelihood that your resistance ads are going to be quite subtle at this cadence. Maintaining 120 RPMs with a good gear is not easy. Okay, unless you've really strengthened your spin, you're going to be struggling to maintain the RPM as you add resistance. The muscles you use at this cadence might be too weak to turn a lot of resistance, and that's okay. That's why we're doing this. So if you start to slow your pedals down, keep reminding yourself or keep reminding the students that what you're doing is you're trying to maintain that 120 RPMs more than anything else. Okay, let me add that this pedaling should feel like a firm effort. If you're riding a bike with a chain drive, You've got to be really careful not to allow yourself to use too much momentum. Okay, make sure you're putting out a lot of effort by the end of this resistance ladder. So then you cue resistance ads every two minutes. So you add resistance at two minutes, four minutes, six minutes, and eight minutes. But you continue to stress to the students that the cadence needs to not drop as the resistance goes up. If you see it happening, you have to encourage the, you have to, you always want to encourage added effort but also a sense of consistency. You want them to maintain that cadence for 10 minutes. When you get done with that first resistance ladder, then make sure that the students stand up and stretch, okay, because all this training is being done from the saddle, so they need a chance to get out of the saddle for a second or two. Now you go to your second resistance ladder, and now you're going to actually be dropping the cadence to 100 RPMs, and you're going to maintain 100 RPMs, okay, for 10 minutes as you bring on resistance every two. So basically, it's the same sort of resistance ladder, but a slightly slower cadence. And you might say something like this. 100 RPM is far more comfortable than 120. 
remember, maintaining cadence is the most important. Reduce your heart rate at the beginning of this 10 minutes by adjusting the resistance to an easy to moderate level. The beginning of each of these intervals will start off, should start off at a level that enables you some recovery and then builds back up to a peak effort. Keep in mind, we're not looking for a max effort here that's going to distract you from your cadence control. Just a good heart rate effort. Keep your pedaling smooth. As we move down the cadence ladder, okay, there will be increased effort to master the downstroke. I want you to make sure that you're continuing to pedal smooth at 100 RPMs. And then you do the same thing. You cue resistance adds every two minutes, two, four, six, and eight, but you continue to stress that the cadence need not drop as the resistance goes up. And then make sure they stand at the end. Okay, now you're going to resistance ladder three. And now you're going to um, drop the cadence to 80 RPMs. Now, you, this one you want to make hurt. Okay, they've done enough faster spinning. 80 RPMs is a very comfortable cadence for most people. So they can really bring on a lot of resistance here. And they're going to feel very, very comfortable continuing to maintain 80 RPM if the music is right. So I always say something like this. 80 RPM is big gear training. Let's go for some really hard work here. Remember, maintaining the cadence is most important, but that will be easy to do at 80 RPM because you're very used to this cadence. Begin by reducing your heart rate by adjusting your resistance to an easy to moderate level. Keep the pedaling smooth and avoid the desire to press hard. Keep your feet light against the pedals. And then talk them through the resistance ads every two, four, six, and eight minutes. Continue to stress to maintain the cadence. But with 80 RPM, they're going to start getting into the habit of mashing quite a bit more. So you want to maintain their, um, their smooth pedaling and try to get them to um, not move side to side too much. Okay. Then you're finally into your last resistance ladder. Make sure, of course, they stand up and they stretch. And now you go to your fourth resistance ladder. Okay, Your fourth ladder is now going to be done at 60 RPMs. And now we're into our climbing. 10 minutes at 60 RPMs. 60 RPM is a hill climbing cadence. And I'll expect more emphasis on the downstroke and some side-to-side movement. But I need you to keep it subtle and pay attention to pedaling smoothly. You should be able to add a lot of resistance here. But I want you to keep in mind that you're not allowed to stand up. 60 RPMs is going to make you feel like standing up when it starts to get really hard. Okay, I want you to feel as if you've got to stand up, but I don't want you to stand up. I want you to keep pedaling at 60 RPM, but stay in the saddle. Okay, so begin by reducing your heart rate by adjusting the resistance to an easy to moderate level. Keep pedaling smooth and avoid the desire to press hard. Keep your feet light against the pedals. Okay, this might not feel like much hill resistance at the beginning of the 10 minutes, but it should feel like a lot of hill resistance by the end. And then the same thing. You cue them through the resistance ads every two, four, uh, at two, four, six, and eight minutes. Continue to stress that they maintain 60 RPMs. In this case, really make sure that they stay in the saddle the entire time. Then when you're done, uh, you're going to just give them a basic cool down. Okay? And the cool down is five minutes. And what I do here, John, is I really, at this point, now take their attention away from having to maintain a cadence. They've done so much attention and awareness building around maintaining a specific cadence. I just tell them, look, take the resistance down, spin your legs anywhere between 90 and 110 RPMs, and just relax your control. At this point, you want them to get back into pedaling at a comfortable cadence, not trying to get them to do a specific exercise. And that's the profile. It's really simple, but it's very, very effective in getting people to better their timing. This audio profile has been a production of Deep Breath In, LLC, and is intended for Indoor Cycle Instructor Pro members only. 
I truly hope you've enjoyed this profile and remember that you can download the printed version from the post for this audio profile. Now, if you have any comments or suggestions for this or a future audio profile, please email me, john at indoorcycleinstructor.com. Now with a firm foundation in place, get out there and teach a great class.